It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, finally here, and finally we get to talk some playoff football results. Well, kind of, because week one of these playoffs is really an, it's an ugly mess. But we knew coming in that we were going to get this with a lot of 6-0 and and 5-1 and teams playing a lot of 0-6 and 1-5 and and teams. A lot of blowouts on yes. night one of the playoffs. Some uh, surprising, though. There were some upsets in the areas with some local teams, some that have impact on local teams, but we'll get to all that. Um, yeah, the, the the real playoffs, the like the ones that you were going to learn stuff, is next week outside of one game, like I said, which – which tangently affects one of our area teams. All right, uh, before we get into football, we want to congratulate Port Huron High Volleyball because they are conference champs. Yes, I believe they won the Mac Blue All right, this week. So Way to go, and so yeah, congratulations. Good, yeah, good for them. Um, and then next week, we'll have to figure out, depending on the dates of the games, I'm sure you'll be back at Memorial Stadium. Um, and that, then, that is the plan. The Big Reds won big tonight, if you didn't know by the time yeah. of listening to the show. Um, and uh, we'll figure out what dates for me, but I mean, if you want to stay updated, uh, follow us on Twitter, G underscore stuck on sports. Like tonight we were tweeting out, uh, results as they came in and we were tweeting out live updates to our games and you can find us on Facebook too. Uh, again, we'll put out highlights on there and we'll, uh, just try to keep everyone updated. So make sure you follow us and like us and do all that fun stuff. Subscribe to us on Apple podcasts. Give us a five-star rating because we're five-star quality. Yeah, and I like the, the tweedly-deedly stuff uh, this week because I had like 10 scores at halftime. Yeah. That, that was awesome. Yeah, it makes a, it a lot easier when you're trying to kill the time at halftime. <laughs> but, you're like, yeah, I was the only score I never saw an update for was Marine City, but we all knew what was going to happen there. Yeah, we all knew that was going to be one of the many blowouts tonight. Uh, all right, uh, with all that said and done, we'll get to the highlights when we come back. I was at the Port Huron game. Uh, Brady was at the Marysville game, and uh, we'll run down uh, all the games in just a moment as the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast for Saturday morning resumes in just a sec. For those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And uh, if you're a Big Red uh, fan, you, you had things to really like and things to kind of go like, oh, man, we got to clean that up if we're going to make a deep uh, playoff run. A lot of penalties. There were turnovers. It was uh, – I don't know what happened in the second quarter. I don't want to talk about the second quarter. The first quarter and the third quarter, though, that's Big Red football. They were up 21 nothing at the end of the first. They outscored them 28-6 in the third and that Big Red team, I like a whole lot. Big Reds beat Lakeshore 49-13. Let's just go right to the highlights before we talk about this one. Finney will go to the left now of uh, Price, but remains the only running back. Price is going to give it. Finney up the middle. He's got a hole. He breaks through. Finney will score untouched into the end zone. A 22-yard touchdown run for Niger Finney, and the Big Red strike first here in this playoff game and take a 6 to nothing lead. Price out of the shotgun. He's looking to throw this time. He's firing for Shaka Brown deep into the end zone, and Shaka's got it. Did he stay in bounds? Yes, sir. Touchdown, Big Reds. A 20-yard pass. DV Price to Shaka Brown. And just like that, it's 13-0 Port here on high. Finney remains the running back, and Amari Holler, the freshman, stays in at quarterback. He's going to keep it this time. Squirms through to the 10. Holler to the 5. Holler tiptoes into the end zone for a big red touchdown. A 15-yard run by Amari Holler. And the big reds go up 20 to nothing. 
Going to bring up third and about six now for the Big Reds from the 15. Jaden Ashford is the receiver to the right. Finney and uh, Andrews to the left. Gabe Mose is going to line up side by side with the uh, tight end uh, Mullins. That's off to the right. Finney comes around in motion. This time they will give him the ball on the jet sweep. He turns the corner to the 10, gets away from his man, down the near sidelines, into the end zone for a big red touchdown. Now there's a very late flag on the play. Let's see what this is about. Finney scored on the 15-yard run. If it stands, it'll be his second touchdown of the game. He'll get the carry straight up the middle. Niger Finney into the end zone for his third touchdown of the game. And the Big Reds are pouring it on now. They lead it 41-7 with 8.05 to go here in the third quarter. They'll give the ball to Gabe Mose. He'll cut at the 40, most of the 35-30 to the 20. Mose 15, 10, 5. Into the end zone for a big red touchdown. Gabe Mose breaks loose and goes 43 yards for a big red score. And they go up 48 to 13 with 158 to go here in the third. And would end up with a 49-13 victory. So it is a win. And for, I mean, they had things under control. And again, uh, Coach Mullins got to play a ton of guys. Uh, and he actually started moving guys in and out as early as midway through the first quarter. Um, Noah Kendall played very sparingly. Shaka Brown played the first couple series on offense and then just played defense the rest of the uh, the game. Uh, Gabe Mose, who was the hero last week against Roseville, only got five, six carries uh, in the game on Friday night. The the big guy, though, that that they finally, to me, Turned loose, Niger Finney, 10 carries, 80 yards, three touchdowns, plus he caught two passes for 73 yards. He had a 45-yard catch in double coverage that was unbelievable. Well, let's just call this game what it is. The Portland on High Big Reds knew they could come out and play a D football game and still win this game by multiple scores. They know that next week, yeah, they have Lance Cruz next week after they beat uh, Frazier like 38-9 to or something, which was a little surprising. But they know that the real playoffs for them start in the district finals. They know that the goal tonight was outside of winning, obviously winning the game, but again, they could have played a D-grade football game and still won, is to not have anyone hurt. So that's why I think you saw Shaka Brown touch the ball like four times. That's why you saw all these things because and maybe get Noah Kindle back into game shape a little bit. Their goal for this game was to get out of it undefeated. They knew this was a game they could roll the ball out and play and still win, and that's why you saw, I think, a sloppy football game. And, look, they still won by, like, 40 points. Speaking of uh, 40 points, this one surprised me. Um, De La Salle went to Roseville, and it was not even a ball game. No. What is that, 58-14? Yeah, 58-14. The two and four pilots beat four and two Roseville. Yeah, and uh, that was a game we had talked about all week. We're very interested to see. I did not see a fifty-eight fourteen final coming from this for either team. I thought the winning team might need to score fifty-eight, but that's because I thought the losing team might score fifty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, again, we don't have context. We see the score. That score is jarring, and I think what that score does is, again, 
the transitive property is dumb when you're doing football. You can't go, well, Port Huron High only won by a point, and well, De La Salle won by a lot of points. But a lot of people are going to look at it that yeah. way and, and try to size the two teams up that way. But what we know now is it is very definitively De La Salle, Port Huron High are the teams to beat in this district. It's going to most likely be a game at Memorial Stadium. They have to go to Lakeview next week. De La Salle does. But, I mean, yeah, I think that kind of puts the Big Reds on notice that, okay, we've, we, we have a little bit of comparison, and it does not bode well for us. Yeah, well, they're going to have to clean up the penalties, and they're going to have to clean up uh, the, the turnovers. Uh, and they're going to have to get through Lance Cruz, which I think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, again – Let's not put the cart before the, the horse. Uh, you still got a game to play, but it does. If it's not a Port Huron High De La Salle district final, then something went wrong somewhere. Let me ask you this. Do you think the Big Reds have played a complete football game since week one? Uh, like, do you think they have played an A-grade football game since week one? Uh, that's hard to say because, uh, I mean – Against Roseville, okay, Roseville came out strong, and actually the Big Reds showed me a lot by how easily they came back in mm-hmm. that game. A lot of teams fold the tent and get blown out when they're down 13 to nothing before anybody's sat down yet, and that's right. basically what happened. They got blitzed, and but they, they battled back, and they actually were really good in the second half of that, uh, that game. And then in some of the other games – uh, again, I never thought that they were in trouble against Lance Cruz at Lance Cruz. I, I never, there was never a time in that game where I thought that Lance Cruz could score enough um, against the the Big Reds and, and against Lake Shore the first time. I mean, it was a twenty eight nothing game in the fourth quarter before Lake Shore got a couple of garbage touchdowns at the end against mm-hmm. the second and third stringers. Um, and, and that's the other thing about it. I haven't seen PH play uh, 100% game yet, but I haven't seen the PH starters on either side of the ball play a full game yet either. Right. And do I mean, honestly, that's got to be an issue if you're a coach. Like, okay, yeah, the Roseville, you had to play a gut check game. But besides that, like, you look around the area. Marine City and Marysville had to play one against each where they had to battle – Tooth and nail. Marysville two weeks in a row. And really against St. Clair, they weren't able to rest comfortably. You look at Cross, Lex, and North Branch. Each of those had a couple games go down to the wire. Portia and I had the one, but besides that, they've been able to sleepwalk through a lot of games, which it's like suffering from success almost. <laughs> you're, you're doing so well, you don't have those, those big moments that you need your guys to step up in. Yeah, and, and again, t- tonight... 21 nothing, just like that. and it, uh, I mean, seriously, it looked like they were going to score 100 points, just the way it mm. was going. And then all of a sudden, like the second quarter happens, and there's a lot of penalties. You think they just put it in and, neutral? And there's mistakes. Well, I, I don't know. The, the quarter started with them looking like they were going in for their fourth touchdown on four possessions, and they threw an interception in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And then Lakeshore, with the help of penalties – were able to kind of move downfield, and they hit on a long pass. Uh, and again, already at, at 21 to nothing, the Big Reds were moving a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so somebody got open uh, for a 31-yard touchdown pass, made it 21 to 7. And you're still like, yeah, okay, 
they're okay. And then whatever was said at halftime, they responded because they scored three touchdowns in less than four minutes to start the <laughs> third quarter. And then it was like, you know, all bets are off at this point. They're, it's a route, and they're going to win big, and they did win big. Again, one, how much of that is making sure that key guys are 100% healthy, especially guys like Noah Kindle who haven't played a lot recently, and two, how much of that is just throwing curveballs further the film so that when De La Salle or Lance Cruz is breaking down film, they don't really know what to key on, especially with those mid-tier players. Yeah, it, I just uh, there. Uh, I'd like to see the penalties get cleaned up for sure, mm-hmm. and that might just be yeah. They were playing Lakeshore and they're winning big, and maybe there wasn't focus all the way through. I uh, I think the you you get to De La Salle. I think there'll be focus, uh, and I and I hope here's that, the th- I hope that there's focus against Lance Cruz because again, to me, this is a game that they should win comfortably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know that they'll have running time, but this is a game. They should beat Lance Cruz. All right, if I'm being honest, they should beat Lance Cruz. North of 20? 35 to 10. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, and I hope that that's what – I hope it's a crisp, clean game uh, and that we get through – because I'm going to assume, too, that De La Salle is going to beat uh, Lakeview. Mm-hmm. Um, and – and that's going to be the game at Memorial Stadium in a couple of weeks. I think the word you used, focus, was a very good one, and that was probably one of the problems I've had with the Big Red team is you look at, like, those championship-caliber teams. Like, not even high. Let's, let's just use Alabama. They never have a close game. They never mess around with a team that's out of their class. It feels like the Big Reds just – I mean, yes, tonight they did, but it sounds like they had a, level, a little bit of trouble doing it. Just bury a team. It just goes, okay, you're not on our level. Sit down. This is the big boy table. You can go back to the kitty table later. They haven't done that a lot this year, and not in that crisp fashion that you see these high-level teams do. Now, again, I think they have the talent to do that, and that's why I've been kind of hard on them because I believe that the big reds are good enough to win a district, a regional, or maybe more. So when they don't do that, that's why it's disappointing. All right, let's uh, let's move on. You saw Marysville tonight yes. against uh, Harper Woods. This one ends up twenty-seven twelve for the Vikings. But at one point, they were down in this game twelve to seven. Yeah, they were down six uh, nothing before anyone sat down. I mean, we can listen to highlights real quick. But uh, yeah, there was a moment there where I, where I was in the booth and I just went, uh oh, this might be a long game. But it didn't end up that way. And here are the highlights. Five men down for the Vikings. Takes a snap, going to hand it off to Stokes. He's got room up the middle. He's across the 50 to the 45 40. No one's going to catch him. Oh my goodness. Christian Stokes takes it all the way to the house, showing off that speed. Touchdown, Harper Woods. Zach Meyer will go under center. Going to hand it off to Singleton. Plowed his way through into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. DeMarco Singleton goes two yards. Vikings answer right back. It'll be another line drive kick. It'll bounce about the 23-yard line. They're having trouble with it. Finally picking up again, and that's number three. He's going to run laterally. Tries to cut it upfield. Now he's got room to work. He only has Evan Woodard to beat number three, Keontae Booker, and he's going to get past him to the 20, 15, 10, and Evan Woodard makes the tackle at the five-yard line. And they're going to hand it off. Number 26, I believe, plows his way. Did he get into the end zone? Yes, he did. Davion Turner gets in the end zone. 
He's going to QB sneak it into the end zone. Zach Meyer gives the Vikings the lead. 2.20 to go in the half. The QB sneak hits. 13-12 Vikings pending the extra point from the two-yard line. Under center Meyer. Snap to Singleton. Into the end zone. Touchdown Vikings. DeMarco Singleton with his second of the night. It's a two-score game. Marysville leads. Twins to the left for the Vikings. Woodard in motion. Takes the snap. Going to pitch it to Singleton. Singleton looking for an edge. To the 10. To the 5. Into the end zone. It's a hat trick for Singleton. Third touchdown of the night. Vikings lead 27-12. 3.55 to go in the third quarter. And you could tell after that game, uh, that was the final again, 27-12, that there was a lot of, I don't want to say relief, but it was like, they were very proud of what they had done, and they should have been. The last game on they played on that field, they lost in heartbreaking fashion. That's a program that hasn't won a playoff game in five years. And it's a, it's a new coach. It's a group of seniors that have played together for a while. And you could just feel the joy in it. And, and you know, when I talked to Coach Derek Meyer after the game, you could, you could just tell he was pretty pumped up. Coach, joyous occasion here. Uh, you guys, first playoff win in five seasons. Big senior class, your first win as a coach in the playoffs. How's it feel? It feels awesome. I think, you know, it's not only my first win, it's our win. Kids played hard. I, I like to think we did a good job preparing them for it, and they went and applied that out on the field. Um, you know, just, just for them to show that they can play and they can hang with some of the quicker, faster teams uh, was a testament to their work ethic this week. I mean, that uh, that game did not go the way you wanted it to. Your last home game, kind of, you couldn't have scripted better for you. But uh, Christian Stokes for Harper Woods, like second play of the game, goes 64 yards, shows that speed. But your kids did a really nice job rebounding and kind of, like you said, showed that maturity to understand that they can play with them. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I mean, hey, one, one big play here or there can hurt you. Hopefully you adjust to it. We knew what they had. Um, you know, we just got to look at the gap assignments, see where the hole came from. And our, our line had to make piles up there. Unfortunately, that play, there wasn't one. But we adjusted and we were able to cl- keep him corralled the rest of the game. Well, you talk about what Harper Woods have. What they have is three Division One big-time college football players. What does that do for your team's psyche, knowing you have Martin Luther King next week to go, look, we had those three guys and you held them to 12 points? Hey, that's hopefully a foreshadow of what's to come. You know, King, obviously, you know, where they stand in the state and in their past track record. So, hey, it's that time of year. You want to get to the best, you got to play the best. Thanks, Coach, again. Congratulations. Thank you. So, yeah. He was. Uh, could you tell he was pretty excited? Oh yeah. Even for an even he keel guy, he should be. You know, this this is a very nice win for the program. Right, and you know, remember a year ago before, a lot of people weren't talking good about the Vikings. They didn't think last year they were going to be very good. I mean, you you were the one covering them. What were people telling you? Well, going into the season, people were telling me Marysville is so bad they're not going to win a game. Uh, and they went six and three, yeah, or six and four, yeah, throwing the playoff. But that they were a playoff team, and and I went week from week, going, what what are people are telling me they're bad? They're not that bad, no. And then to follow it up the next year, yes, they have a very big senior class, but that's a credit to a coaching staff that I think had a lot of doubters and maybe still do. But this is a game that I think past Marysville teams would have lost. The game starts off, I was actually talking to Mrs. Meyer before the game, walking in, I go, you know, I just hope for Marysville's sake that Harper Woods doesn't pop off a big play to start the game, and that'll shock him. Well, 
fourth play from scrimmage, I think, Christian Stokes, a kid that's going to end up playing Big Ten football in two years, goes 64 yards. But Marysville responds and marches down the field 74 yards, four yards, five yards, seven yards, three yards, four yards, just keeps moving the chains and takes the lead right back. That's a team that Marysville teams in the past would have folded up and it would have been like the Orchard Lake game or the Country Day game or a Notre Dame prep game where it just gets out of hand. So there's, there's a something with the mentality of this Marysville team this year that's just a little different. And I think a big part of it, and you can tell on the way he plays, DeMarco Singleton runs like he's he is not going to lose. Like he is willing his team to victory. I can't t- – the, the biggest one. So they were trying to ice the game, right? Harper Woods had like two timeouts left. They're running the ball. And DeMarco Singleton runs it up the middle. He gets hit maybe three yards past the line of scrimmage. Dennis, I'm telling you, he carried – four or five guys, 20 yards for the the game-sealing first down. And that was just part of it. If if he wants to play college football, the last two games I've watched him play, he can send that to any coach in the GLIAC, and I'm sure that would get turn their heads. Yeah, and uh, and we were talking about even Brendan Folsom was on our last uh, podcast um, that, you know, he's kind of leaning too towards – Singleton's the best player in the area because he plays both sides of the ball and he's impactful on both yeah. sides. Uh, he might be the most valuable player in the area, if nothing else. Like, he was just – he scores three touchdowns. Like, I'm telling you, he probably had over half of his yards after contact. There was a play – I think it was the first play of the second half. Runs up the middle. Now, he bounces off the nose tackle that is committed to go play at Ohio, the University of Ohio, takes a step back, finds a hole, hits it, and goes for like 45 more yards. I was very impressed with this Viking team, and I wish they weren't in the district of death <laughs> in Division Three because both East Point and Martin Luther King are very good. But you know what? I was impressed with them. I might not pick them to beat Martin Luther King, but I think that it's going to be – at worst, closer than people. I don't think it's going to be another Orchard Lake St. Mary's because I just I just don't think this team has the mentality that teams in Marysville in the past do where they look at a school and go, uh-oh, we're playing Orchard Lake St. Mary's or maybe what PH teams did in the past go, uh-oh, we're playing Warren D. LaSalle, we're supposed to lose this game, and then the first time something goes wrong, they go, well, that's supposed to happen, pack it up. Well, we'll see. So they go down and play uh, at King in the uh, the next game. Marine City coasted forty four nothing over Osborne. That was kind of what we were all predicting. Uh, and the Mariners will get another home game uh, next week against either uh, Lincoln or uh, against uh, Media Detroit Art. uh, Media Arts. Uh, see if they've reported. We haven't a score seen yet. that score yet. Um, again, we record late at night. Um, for this uh, Saturday morning uh, yeah, podcast. Yeah, still no score reported. But, uh, it, it, to me, it doesn't really matter. Marine City will be the heavy favorite against either of those uh, teams, uh, and that will be at East China Stadium next week, regardless of who the opponent is. Ortonville-Brandon uh, knocked off St. Clair 57 to nothing. So it was a two-point game last year at East China Stadium, but that was a very different Saints uh, team that uh, was very senior-laden with a lot of talent. This Saints team is the first year of a rebuilding uh, year. I think they did get better as the season went on, but obviously Ortonville-Brandon is uh, just uh, at another level right now. Yeah, maybe we can do this on Tuesday's podcast since you know there's less to talk about, but 
they shouldn't have been in the Matt Gold, but they were forced to with the new playoff format. They, they're a team that plays really hard. I will tell you what, the, the, the two times I saw them, they were in games where they could have folded up and just said, all right, well, we'll see you next week. They didn't. They play hard. They're young. The good news for them is they have a lot of kids coming back, including both Ellis's. All right, and uh, it, it sounds to me like Portner on Northern uh, had uh, some uh, injuries and some other uh, issues because uh, their offensive guys weren't around the last two games of the uh, the season. They get shut out at Lakeview 17 to nothing uh, in their playoff game. Yeah, according to Brandon Folsom, Dylan Bloink did not play. Isaac Ullenbrook was beat up and got very limp, like like maybe less than five carries for the night. So you take those two guys out of the Husky offense and, I mean, you take the starting quarterback and running back out of any offense and you're in trouble. So, And that's, that's a shame because I really thought Northern was really building towards something good. Um, uh, and I really, through the first four weeks of the season, I really liked what they were doing, but injuries will slow you down. But uh, Bloink is just a sophomore uh, so he'll be back, and and I think the the you'll see a better Husky team next year and the year after that. Uh, I think Northern's actually going to be pretty good football team. Yeah, the they do lose Isaac Allenbrook, the senior, um, but yeah, a very young team, a team that yeah, I, I'd like again. We don't get the full story. It's not like it's big news with every single team. We can't go watch every single game and know who played and who didn't. So uh, the Huskies, it kind of makes sense what happened last week now. Again, pick any team in the area. Take away their starting quarterback and running back. They're probably not winning a lot of games. Yeah, that's still the that one last week still surprises me. Um, this one, this was actually kind of what, what I thought. I thought the Northern You did nail it. The, the Northern defense would keep this game respectable, but I, I just didn't think – because Lakeview is just a solid defensive team anyways, um, and it would have been hard to, to score more than a, a touchdown or two against them anyways, I, I think, where Northern is at right now. But you take away the two key guys from that offense, yeah, and it, it just wasn't going to happen. I do know Northern had, I think, two stops inside the 20. So Northern's defense is good. The, the, the area has had a lot of good defensive efforts this year and I think a lot of teams from the the thumb on through uh, all of our uh, Mac teams are pretty solid defensively for the most part all right we'll take a break and uh, we'll look at a lot of lopsided scores when we get out into the uh, the thumb uh, and uh, and the uh, games that involve teams from the BWAC and the GTC East in just a moment to those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome uh, back. Uh, let's uh, head out uh, and look at uh, some other playoff action, starting with the uh, teams from the uh, BWAC. Uh, Crosslex was down 20-18 to to Imlay City and then outscored them 22-6 to after that for a 40-26 to uh, victory over the uh, Spartans, but a much more competitive game this time around than week one when the Pioneers rolled the Spartans by 40 points. Yeah, um, I thought... Those damn Spartans were gonna do it to me again. <laughs> I was looking when I was looking through scores at halftime. I saw that. I go, "Are you kidding me? They're gonna ruin what I want. They're gonna ruin my fun." <laughs> I I just I thought that was gonna be the last little jab that Emily City was gonna get at me for the year, but no. Cross Lex was able to pull it out. I mean, you remember this is an Emily City team that beat Almont by two scores last week, and Almont will get to it later. Spoiler alert. They blank Ovid Elsie 34 nothing, Which surprised me, too. Because I think I actually picked Ovid Elsie to win you that did. game. Because I just I didn't know where to go with Elmont. No, Elmont is... It's, I still don't know where to go with Elmont. No. Like, is... Well, because you don't know a lot about Ovid Elsie, I guess. Well, I don't know a lot about Elmont right now. Right, and I've got, right. I've got people who watch them play every week that I talk to, but... I don't know what's going on there. The, the the whole COVID thing made it wonky. Those two weeks that they were back after the COVID thing, an overtime win against Richmond, and then lose by two touchdowns to to Emily. Say, I I, I didn't right. know what Bef- to do with them. And before that, they were dominating. 
they did what uh, well they they won and then lost to North Branch, but we also think that had the COVID yeah. to do with it. So North Branch beat Yale sixty five to nothing. So you're going to get your North Branch Crosslex rematch next week. Play on Saturday. If anyone from <laughs> North Branch is listening, play on Saturday so one of us can go do that game. <laughs> Please. That's you played on Saturday last time. Why don't you do it again? Well, they did that last time because it was a last-second schedule change. Cool. Don't care. Do it again. <laughs> Give me what I want. If any, if anyone from North Branch or or uh, Crosslex is listening, make it happen. I will be eternally grateful to you. <laughs> uh, and Almont, you mentioned, beat Ovid Elsie thirty-four uh, nothing, and their reward for that is they get to go to Frankenmuth now, and that has been a death trap for uh, teams from our area the last few years in the uh, postseason. Yeah, but again, if Almont is Almont, if they finally, you know, because again, think about it. They took two weeks off. Right about now is when like a training camp would end, when you'd be hitting your stride. So if Algonac is actually what we think they might be. Almont. Yeah, or Almont, sorry. Then... They they might have a chance against Frankenmuth. We'll see. R- Richmond thirty eight to seven over Lutheran North at Lutheran North, big win for the uh, Blue Devils. So I guess you guys are right. Lutheran North was was uh, a fraud, um, and like we said, R- R- Richmond t- two plays different. And and Richmond we're talking about a, a football team that's like five and two now instead mm-hmm. of three and four. Uh, they'll play Corona next, and I don't really know a whole lot about Corona. Well, Corona, I can tell you right now, is four and three, including the win um, tonight. They've lost to Goodrich, twenty-five nothing. They lost to Ortonville, Brandon, twenty-eight nineteen, and they lost to Linden, thirteen-six. Uh, their wins are so against, competitive against tough teams. Yes, but their wins are Clio, who is zero and seven. They beat Owasso, who is one and four, and they beat Lake Fenton, who is two and four. Yeah, we'll see. I, that, so it's kind th- of those dis- results don't really tell me a, a whole a, a, everything that I want to know because yeah, you're supposed to beat bad teams. Yes, but, but they're games- playing the good teams really tough. And Richmond is a team where I'm not going to put them as an elite team, and I definitely know that they're not a bad team. So to me, it just says this game screams. You know this. This is a one-score game between these two teams. Well, and this is this is why a nine-game season is usually ideal. Yeah, because then you learn these things. But the winner of this will play the winner of Frankenmuth Almont, so a potential BWAC showdown for the district title. Uh, it was not good uh, for uh, the rest of the uh, teams from the uh, the area that uh, uh, Goodrich beat uh, Armada twenty-seven to fourteen. Although the, the, uh, this is a closer score. Mm-hmm. Than, than I thought, so the, the Tigers uh, went out fighting. Um, Anchor Bay lost to Romeo 20-6, to uh, six, and uh, New Haven was scheduled to play tomorrow, but they have forfeited the game to Detroit Loyola, and uh, Loyola was going to win big anyways. I know we've talked about this, but Romeo and Ike were two of the bottom teams in the MAC Red. Anchor Bay wasn't didn't really have a chance to win either of those games. Six points in two weeks. Yeah, they got against out, they the got, bottom got of the scored forty-four six against the two worst teams in the red. So again, I think 
the red, usually the the top five, because usually there's that six team that's just okay. They won the MAC. Well, white. it's the team from the white that got forced yeah. to move up. Yeah, because you like again, you have Dakota, Chip Valley, Ike, Stevenson, Romeo. Usually, always up there, and then and you, now you got Gross Point South, who's really good. Yeah, Gross Point South, but they move up and down. Sometimes it's Warren Mott, sometimes it's Anchor Bay, but they move up and down. So you have those five teams, and then they're usually on another level. Again, it helps when you have three thousand kids to pick your football team from. And then at the other end, you have the Bronze, who is usually uh, yeah, you'll get a good team from the Bronze once in a while, but usually those teams are kind of on another level of bad so and then you go from really the middle of the silver to the white I don't think there's that much difference between those teams because I think Marine City plays with any team in the MAC again schools are a lot bigger I think they play with them I think Marysville keeps a competitive game with most teams in the MAC outside of the red and this yeah, Anchor the, Bay the, the, red, the red is just on a different level. It's one of the top five conferences in the state every yeah. year. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that. Uh, Sandusky pounded St. Charles 54 to nothing. So uh, the Redskins uh, stay uh, perfect, and now they'll have a test. Uh, they'll get Cass City. Uh, I mean, uh, again, you're, you're Sandusky, you're 7-0, and and you don't get a home game, <laughs> and, and you have to go to Cass City, who's 7-0. and like it's I, not a long trip. I mean, in a half hour maybe. But still. Uh, but it's it's still. I mean, like that. That's like Mary's. We talk about with Marysville. It just doesn't seem fair to have the record you have, and that's your next game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not a local team, but Davison, who is again nationally ranked, is the three seed in their district. Um, Sandusky again six and zero. Oh. They go on the road to Cass City. Oh, they beat them. Who do you get? Oh, at that point, 8-0 Hemlock. Oh, you win that game? Who do you get? Oh, 9-0 Ithaca. <laughs> like, again, when... If, if they win it all, they should get two titles. Like, they need, like... <laughs> they should not get just credit for two titles. They need, like, streamers from it. Because, like, again, at the end of the day, when everyone who played in this game is gone and 20, 70 people are looking at the banners go, oh... Like they do when Sandusky won a state title in 2020, they won't know the difference. But they're no, not they, all they, created. They equal. should get a state title if they win the district, like, and then I mean, get it, another state title if they win the state title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, it's just like you, you have such a good year because I don't want to say some teams fall backwards into like district and every once in a while a regional title. But me and you, we go back and we we're nerds. We look through all the old results, and we go, Team X won a regional title, and this is who they had to beat? Are you kidding me? Like, it's like average team, average team, another average team that got lucky in their district. But, no, Sandusky has an absolutely brutal road if they want to keep advancing. Yeah. So, And St. Charles was 4-2, and two, so it's not like yeah, they were. Yeah, like I didn't – I thought Sandusky was going to – win by a, a couple of touchdowns but 54 to nothing it's like wow all right the the, the Redskins took it serious uh, this week so did Ubley they beat Brown City 42 to 8 their reward is they'll get to play uh, Unionville Seabwing next week USA beat Marlette 57 to 14 yeah you want to talk about another unfair first round playoff match of Ubley USA um 
So, and then maybe Harbor Beach on the other side. They play tomorrow. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah, Ubley takes care of business. They're, they're a team that's gotten it going ever since those early stumbles. Haven't lost since week three, and that was to a Sandusky team that, again, 7-0. and Yeah. We got to six games that still have to be played on Saturday, and uh, we'll do a quick preview of those when we uh, come back. But uh, first, let's grab a break. It's the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville. Give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, and Brady. And uh, during the uh, break, uh, I pointed out to Brady that he did go 10-0 and this week on his uh, picks. Not that it matters because I'm already the champion. Because the playoffs are just fodder at this point, but um, yeah, uh, Brady went ten and zero. Denny White went nine and one. He and I went eight and two. Yeah, not often. Eight and two is the worst one of the bunch. Usually but, that wins but it. But again, I will say a little bit of an easier week because a lot of these games, like 
anyone's picking Marine City Osborne. There were less yeah. toss-up games. Well, there, there were two games that I guessed, and I guessed wrong on both of those games. This mm-hmm. week. Which ended up being not even close, which, like, I didn't feel confident about picking Elmont or Richmond, which about, by the way, shout out to Brandon Folsom for convincing me to pick Richmond. And then he didn't even pick No. Them. He didn't trust his own gut. <laughs> like he went in his column, he went fourteen and one, and his lone loss was Richmond, yeah. who he went on for five minutes telling about us about how, how good they were and how he thought they might win this game. Yeah, and the, not only did they win, they dominated. Yeah, they won by thirty-one on the road. So, yeah, yeah. I got the the Richmond Lutheran North game wrong. I got the Elmont Ovid Elsie game wrong. Um, Denny got the uh, Elmont Ovid Elsie game wrong. And Brady didn't get any wrong this week. So now you're only like eight games back. I believe I am less than that. But <laughs> I know I'm not in last place, and I went 10-0. You're, you're tied for last place. I'm not alone in last place. Misery loves company. You and the you guests are now 53-17. and 17. Thank you, Denny White. And I am now 55-15. and 15. So I'm two games back. But I already won the championship. Regular season don't the, 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 but the the playoffs don't count for anything. It's it's a it's like you said. No, nobody making the playoffs this year counts. There's an asterisk by it. Eh. Oh well, I went ten and zero. That's all I care about. I didn't get one wrong. I like being right. Um. Anyway, no, you do. There's uh. I wrote five games Saturday. There's six. I can't yeah, count. Apparently, there's six. I knew that, and I said that. Yes, but apparently on the board I wrote five. Um. We have three. You also drink heavily. What? <laughs> that was a class you took in college, and I, and that's the one you passed. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? What am I supposed to say to that? You're supposed to say Harbor Beach takes on Michigan Lutheran Seminary, or as my old partner in Saginaw, uh, Jack uh, Taney, would say, Michigan Lutheran Cemetery. That's <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> a 130 game, the Pirates. Uh, on Halloween, they're playing Cemetery yeah. on Halloween. Ooh. I played a playoff game on Halloween once. You called that game. I did. Um, Algonac goes down to Detroit Edison. I believe that's a 2 o'clock game. That's uh, not too far from Wayne State. It's right, down, it's right off of Woodward. It's yep. like maybe a block off of Woodward. It's behind like a, it's next to a Burger King, if I remember correctly. Probably a Burger um, King that you went to late at night. Every night coming back from the casino after passing what? your Why am class. I being put on? Why? I win <laughs> one week of the picks. I finally go. This doesn't have anything to do with that. I this go has 10 to do with things that are factual. And you start just attacking my character. <laughs> not attacking your character. You just start attacking me. You're the one that wears a suit to games. Yes. I have to too, look too, the part. Too cold for that. Uh, Wait, it's too cold to wear a suit. Yes. Um, Put a jacket that's over top. that's like that material is like all silky and light. It's nice. It is com- nice. It, it's it's sharp. You, you look sharp. We should set up a camera in here one of these times. Maybe I, I even put see a, how sharp. I started. I added a tie clip to it. Wow. Okay, Don Cherry. Yeah. Uh, Cardinal that- Mooney's at Parkway uh, Christian, so they make the trip down to uh, Sterling Heights. Um, they played a couple weeks ago. It was forty-eight twenty-eight. Uh, Parkway Christian won that one. By by twenty, but uh, that was like Mooney's biggest offensive output. So never know. You never know. Uh, CPS goes to Bay City All Saints in eight man. We've got three eight man games, um, and uh, Ashley at Peck the rematch. Ashley won by eight last week at Ashley Peck. If Peck is healthy, 
Peck is going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, uh, they're going to have if, it at if, home. If they're healthy. Uh, and Deckerville at Merrill. I'll be interested to see how this one turns out because talking about like the the uh, the division of death, uh, Deckerville, Merrill, and uh, Morris are all right there. The winner of this game plays Morris uh, in, the, in the next uh, game. So, again, whoever comes out of this mess, they're going to earn it. Yeah, again, I'm I'm saying whoever wins that district, regional, whatever they call it, an eight-man, um, they're winning the state title. Again, Adrian Lenaway Christian is number one in the AP poll in eight-man. Yeah, and they're on the other side of the bracket. <laughs> yeah. Plus, yeah. Mayville is in this group uh, as well. So, I mean. They beat Genesee 48-20. to 20. You, You've got five really good teams. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's just like I know we said Sandusky got a tough draw, Marysville got a tough draw, and I know there's less eight man teams, so you're gonna have to play them eventually. But geez, you'd like to think he'd get a break at some point. Uh, I mean, you like to think that if if you go six and zero or five and one, you get to play one or two easy to semi easy games. To kind of get into oh. it before you have to really have a, a, a you know a ten round bout heavyweight bout with somebody, but in the case of Deckerville, if they want to do this thing this year, they've got uh, two heavyweight bouts right off the bat. So I just checked the scores again just to see if anything updated, and we did get a Warren Lincoln Communication Media Arts score. The Abe's victorious in that one, forty to sixteen. I'm surprised by that. And again, I, I didn't know who was going to win the game, but I was kind of leaning towards uh, Media Arts because of their win over Shrine the week before and because I know that Lincoln's wins have all been against bad teams. Yeah. So I just think, well, congratulations, Warren Lincoln. You get a few more days of practice. <laughs> like, I mean, Marine City's going to win this game. by. Th- they're going to win a district title and not have a game within three scores. I can't argue with that. So, so I'm glad. That was nice. We get to tie up all the loose ends. I went 10-0. I got, I got to call a very fun football game. I was very impressed with the Vikings. And, uh, yeah, Tuesday's show, I mean, I don't think we're doing a top ten because it's the playoffs and it's kind of different now. So maybe we'll do Yeah, a- uh, maybe we'll do a top ten at the end when we see where everybody finishes mm-hmm. their postseasons and then you can kind of look back and go, okay, these were the ten best teams in the area this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah, maybe maybe we can do an in-depth dive to really what the playoff format is because we've kind of complained about it and how it affects especially the MAC. Um, but that might end up going on for an hour and a half because I'll have a lot of thoughts on and, that. And definitely we got what we also thought we would get in week one, a lot of lopsided games. And this is why there's a barrier to enter the playoffs. Because even week one of the playoffs on a normal year, you get a lot of blowouts. Because it's a lot of really good teams playing just above-average teams. We'll see. We'll, we'll talk about that. May, maybe uh, Tuesday's also the show that I just set you off on uh, why we uh, should have another area league. But the playoffs killed it. Yeah, the play, the playoffs. The MHSAA wanted to just tend to or tailor to the the twenty biggest schools in the state. And then tell everyone else, tough luck, sorry, don't care. We have to make these top 25 schools happy. 
All right, so I'll do your silly format for Division One and let uh, Division Two through Eight play six wins and you're in. Like I, I don't know <laughs> what the perfect format is, but I do know there should be no scenario. I don't care how easy of a schedule play that if you win seven games, you should not miss the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking at it. There should be no scenario where you could go nine and zero and possibly not get in. Yeah. While a team that goes three and five six. and four, forget five and is four, a shoe in four and five. Three and six, you can make the playoffs. This, and there's a lot of, in a vacuum, this idea works. But when there's travel involved, and Michigan's not a small state, when you have Division Three Sault Ste. Marie in the Upper Peninsula, and there's like one Division Four and a Division Five, yeah, it's going to cause problems. And it also helps that I hate the MAC, and, <laughs> and that just compounds the problem for teams like Marysville and St. Clair and Port here on high and, and it, ta- it well it takes away any any chance or any hope of you ever seeing a Marine City team play a Port Huron team forget about that you're going to lose any chance of Northern or Port here on high playing Marysville or St. Clair it's going to at least make the coaches from Marysville question if they want to play Marine City because it would be better suited for them to schedule Macomb, Dakota, lose by 100, have them go 9-0, and than play Marine City, and even if they win. All things that we can discuss on the, on the next program. So there's a little preview. It's been a fun week. I went 10-0. <laughs> Marysville wins. Port here on high wins. Marine City wins. So, so we'll have more football for you we next will. week, too. We'll have to make another tough decision. Hopefully Marysville or someone plays on Saturday. Yeah, maybe we can get more than two games in. Yeah, so if anyone from Marysville is listening, (laughs) and I know you are, get the game scheduled for Saturday. Do us a solid. All right, so uh, if you're listening at North Branch and if you're listening uh, down at Marysville, we need a couple of Saturday games for you. Sounds good. And then uh, PH, you play on Friday, and Marine City, you play on Friday. Sound, sounds like a plan, and just keep winning. So you know it's not going to happen that way because no. we're begging for it. Yeah. Well, hey, I got my second wish of the year, North Branch Croslex. Yeah, I'm going to have to call Emily City and ask them what was going on there because they were supposed to do me a solid. Because I really – I did. I thought, I thought it would be so fun to watch you stomping around here tonight if Emily City pulled off the big upset. I would have. Instead of being proud that we had, a like, a major upset that we – just completely blindsides us. And you know what else it would have ruined? My 10-0 record. But it didn't. So, <laughs> perfect for this week. Are you excited about that? I'm very excited about Have that. another drink. All right. Uh, and uh, we <laughs> will talk to you on Tuesday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.